Hey, what's up? Try reviews. Wow, you're already out of breath. I'm so out of breath. I got my co, one of my many co-hosts, Matthew. But I want to go uh, kind of off an alias from now on. I think I'm gonna have like a random name so I can say whatever I truly want to say and have no repercussions. I think that'd be. It could be like Gerald, or it could be Peanut Butter Falcon. Which brings us to our movie, Peanut Butter Falcon. What do you think, Rudy? Uh, yeah, I don't know, unless you want to, like, change your voice. No, it's good. Yeah. It's good. All right. All right. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, yeah, you heard, you heard Gerald. We're going to record... <laughs> you heard whatever the person is right next to me. We're gonna, this episode is about Peanut Butter Falcon, which... Uh, it stars Shia LaBeouf, Dakota Johnson, John Hawks, Bruce Dern, Zach Gostin, John Bernenthal for like 30 seconds, and Thomas Hayden Church. And a uh, Yellow Wolf. Oh yeah, Yellow Wolf is in this. And uh, a basic description, the way someone says it is, the plot is mismatched buddies uh, go on an adventure to fulfill one of their dreams, which is a decent review of what this movie is. It, it summarizes it. And so, like, non-spoiler thoughts, uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I thought it was a pleasant movie to watch. I think it dragged a little bit. It wasn't, like, a bad drag, but there are times near the end of the movie where I felt it dragging. But overall, it kept me laughing most of the way through. It was, like, a feel-good laugh, though. It wasn't like I was dying laughing, but it's a really good, like, feel-good movie. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, with me, I uh, I'm a huge fan of Shia LaBeouf. I've loved I've I've loved most movies he's been in since Holes. Like, despite the fact he is, you know, he's a little he's a little off his screws, but I think generally we all are. And I really appreciated that they had an actual actor who is has Down syndrome, and they really show the capabilities that they're just normal people, in which they are. And I I really appreciated. It was just like it was just like a very wholesome movie, despite the fact that like all like like all the limitations <coughs> that Shia LaBeouf has with just how lun like how crazy he is with like a lot of his past life choices. And it's so true what you said though. People with disabilities, like whether it's physical or mental, like they just want to feel like everyone else. And like we had a friend in college who had a physical disability, and. I think he got along with us the most, and we got along with him is just because we treated him like we would treat anyone else, like, not afraid to insult him, joke around with him, and, I'm, like, we would take it right back from We him. would literally joke around about his legit disability. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so he was in a wheelchair, and one day I was waiting in the administrative building at, in college, and uh, the elevator stopped on the second floor, and... I was lazy. I was going to take it up to, like, the fifth floor. And he he was the one, and he rolled out of the elevator with a bunch of random people, like, strangers around us. And I was just like, I knew it was your lazy butt who, like, took the elevator down from the second floor. You couldn't take a flight of stairs. And he's on his wheelchair, and everyone just looked shocked around me, like, you're such an asshole. But he just laughed and, <laughs> like, just took it straight off and struck up a conversation. So, yeah. That just brought back your synopsis of the story. Made me think of that, but yeah, <clears throat> like overall, it's just uh, it's a it's a decently good feel good movie, and I just appreciate like a lot of the topics that they 
brought up. Like, it really showed the beauty of the South. Like, if you're really into, like, really pretty shots of, like, the South, that's it. That, that is what this movie was, essentially. Would you not agree? No, yeah. It had a little Forrest Gump feel because of the South. Yeah. Like, legit Forrest Gump feel. Like, uh, there's a couple of the shots that reminded me of where he's going uh, shrimp fishing. Yeah. And... I don't know. I felt like they could make it, like, they got such good actors and actresses in this movie because, like, the shoot didn't seem to cost a lot of money. Like, it was just an easy place to get beautiful shots. From what I read right here, the budget was $6.2 million, and the box office only made uh, $5 million. So far. So far. And then again, honestly... They'll sell to Netflix. They'll make a profit. Yeah. Then again, with movies like this, I've been waiting for this movie. I first heard about it uh, uh, when a YouTuber that I follow talked about. He went to South by Southwest, and he went off about this movie. Like he went off about a lot of movies, and I'm pretty sure Matt's just been annoyed with how much I'll like. Ver- I'll go into movies, and like this you know one was lot. one of them. You know about a lot of movies. And like when I really get on a movie, I like will tell all my friends about it to the point where they're like, "Rudy, can you shut up?" And I'm like, "Uh, n- no." No, out of all your friends, I feel like Kyle and I are all the ones who are mostly like, yeah, okay, let's go check it out. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, it was the, the YouTuber's name was Let Me Explain, and he went to the South by Southwest, and he really talked about this movie in depth, about how he enjoyed it, and over, I, that, that's what made me want to see it. So, like, now that it's finally out in theaters, I, uh, <clears throat> was able to go check it out, and I really just enjoyed it. It wasn't too bad. It was a good Friday night movie, nothing else going on. It just was just wholesome. So uh, definitely I'm, wasn't like a writing masterpiece, no, or anything. But yeah, it was a good there's, movie. Yeah, there's like very brief synopsis of like each character, but so we're gonna go into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen the film yet, or you just do not care to see it, and you're okay with us plot being spoiled, well, this is your warning, and don't don't like yell at me, or if you find out like how to get in contact with me, don't scream at me that I spoiled the movie for you. So, so we missed, like, I don't think we missed any of it at all. We just, we, it opens up to the first scene. It's Bruce Stern and, uh, that Zach or Zach Gostin. Like, let me look up what the, uh, the character's name was Zach. And he's actually played by, uh, his name is actually Zach Goddison. And he is the one with Down Syndrome. Yeah. He's the one with Down Syndrome. And I guess he tried to, like, he tried to escape. And Eleanor, who is played by Dakota Johnson, who, if some of you guys know her from her former role, from being in uh, Fifty Shades of a Verily Horribly Written Movie, or Twenty One Jump Street, I know her from Fifty Shades of, of Grey, and I. Well, most recently, you might know her as uh, Chris Martin's girlfriend, Coldplay singer's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, she's also in the Bad Time, good Bad Times at the El Royale, and she was in Susperia. I don't know if you ever saw that, but. Yeah. I, uh, I saw yeah. it, and it was pretty good. So, Bruce Dern's making a kill him this year. He was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Playing a similar role. That's a, he's been he's being typecast now. He's a delusional old, old guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's been typecast as a delusional old guy. So, Eleanor is like, you can't escape. Why are you trying to do this? And what did he say exactly? He's a, oh, he's, he's a 22-year-old, like, let him live. Yeah. And... Everyone feels bad for Zach, even his caseworker, Dakota Johnson, or Eleanor in the yeah. movie. She genuinely feels bad about it, and she even mentions, like, I know this isn't ideal, but she states, the reason why this has happened is you have no family. His family left him, Yeah, we learn later in the movie, and, like, 
the state feels like they need someone supervising you at all times because you can't save yourself from yourself. Yeah, which is it's kind of it's kind of messed up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I guess it's set up for the movie, but I'm sure we'll need to look this up. But if there's any like programs. Like, there would have to be some homes or programs that specialize in that particular case. There was, uh, side note, when me and Matt both went to a college I, for a brief time in Nebraska, and there actually is, like, a place that hires people with physical and mental challenges and apparently gives them jobs to do. So that's remember one thing, and that's just, like, I don't think every state has an opportunity because, like, some states aren't as funded, probably don't have as well-funded programs in, as others. Like, the most poor area in the U.S. Yeah. It's the like, deep, deep south, like the bayou. They don't call it the dirty south for nothing. And so you see him, art, like, you see him, like, just disgruntled, and he's watching these wrestling movies, and Bruce Stern's character is just, like, this one guy that just wants to help him fulfill his dreams. And then you, uh, it's... We learned that he's, uh... Before we go to that, we learned that Zach is a flight risk. Like, yeah. He's tried to run away multiple times because he just wants to go do his own thing. He wants to be free. He like and just wants to be free. Like, <clears throat> like in my like my field of work, when we when I when I see flight risk, I just think of people that are self harm or like harming other people. He's just a dude that just wants to like be free. He just wants to roam, like roam the earth and just be his own person. And so it cuts from that to a scene with Shia LaBeouf's character, um, Tyler. Is uh he's kind of pissed off his boss. He's like, hey, you're stealing from other people's uh, cages, like for capturing. Was it fro? Is it crab. is it crab or shrimp? It's crab. It's crab. And so his boss pretty much is, he fires him. He's like, you got to go. You're gonna bring bad business. You're pissing everyone off, and which is understandable. And he's uh, just he keeps thinking about his brother. Well, yeah, it introduces his brother, and so he gets fired. He's smoking a cigarette by the dock. Just when he, his boss comes over to him with a beer, he lets him know, like, I need this job. I don't have anything else. Yeah. And then he tells him to put himself together, and he mentions his brother, and that's what his brother would want him to do. Yeah. And so we figure out that there's something there, and that it's, his brother had passed away. Like, you see a brief flashback of him, of his brother and him. His brother, who's played by John Bernenthal. I'm giving him a shotgun, and that's like what you see from that scene. They're about to get in a truck, and so it just uh, goes on later, and um, it's at night, and you see Bruce Bruce Stern's character pretty much engineering, like he has like two pieces of cloth, and he's twisting them like in a, in a tourniquet fashion to bend the bars, and he gives Zach soap and says, "Put this all over your body." And you will help you slip through the bars faster. And trust me, I was an engineer. Yeah, he says that. Trust me, I was an engineer. And he, lo and behold, he slide. He gets naked and just slides through the bars and just runs in his underwear, like no plan. He's literally like a new. He's literally reborn. He's 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 not butt naked, but he's in his he's in his he's in his skivvies, just just roaming. He's just free, reborn. Love it. No, it truly. Like, Did you think of it? That's what I thought it was a yeah. rebirth. And he, especially with all the oil, I thought it was funny. He put oil on his face, and like his head easily went through the bars. Was... He honestly could have easily gone through the bars without the soap. Like I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Like I've shimmied my way into a lot of situations, and I've never used soap for right through it for any of them. Yeah, and I mean, it was just a funny series of shoots. Him escaping, him running. 
down the streets, and eventually he gets to uh, the but docks. He must have ran for a decent amount of time, too, because it was night, and it's day now. Wasn't it like 3 o'clock in the morning, though? So he had like three hours of running, probably. Probably three or four hours, because he probably start fishing early in the morning. Like and... For- Anyways, yeah, he runs away. Because we both come from families that have members of the family that are fishermen. Like, my my dad was a fisherman when he was younger, and you lived on an island. Yeah, but, I don't know, construction workers, though. Oh. We're really fishermen. I mean, I don't know about the Fiji roots. I'm sure it's there. But, um, it was many years ago in the family. Well, besides the point, so, the early bird gets the worm, so some of these guys are probably up. And Shia LaBeouf's character... Um, gets, uh, so, Zach's character, like, shimmies into a boat, still naked, no one notices a... He has his whitey tidies on. Yeah, he has his white, he has his underwear on, but no one notices a, a man in his boxers <laughs> that's slightly short, just roaming around, like, I, I you, you gotta notice that, but it's plot armor, so he gets in the bow and hides, and Shia LaBeouf's character gets tossed, like, he gets, he gets, like, gets slapped around because of... He yeah. pissed people off because he was stealing. Yeah, like, which... so Zach sneaks past, like, this guy with tattoos and this other guy. When Shia LaBeouf's character comes out, they jump him and it turns out it's the guy he was stealing crabs from. One of them, uh, fun fact, it was yellow, one of them was Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf is in this movie. He's the tatted guy. He's the tatted guy. And, um, he just gets beat up. And so Tyler re- uh, reacts in the best way he could, not logically, by lighting a fire that we later find out causes $12,000 in damage and also has pissed off several other fishermen, which is understandable when you think about it, like the big scheme of things. Like, I'd right. be pissed off, That's too. That's a completely irrational decision, and I think Wit shows us like, from the beginning that with Shia LaBeouf's character, Tyler, we're dealing with a completely unrational person. Yeah, like, it wasn't in Florida, but I definitely think that's a Florida man moment. Florida man retaliates, burns down, Doc. <laughs> Dude, Florida man, whoever that guy is, He's keeps scary. grabbing headlines. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. And so, so Tyler and Zach, like, well, Zach, I mean, Tyler drives away, Zach's in the boat, and they hide in, like, the, the bayou area in some long grass. Zach vomits, and Tyler just puts his hand over Zach's mouth and just holds that puke in while he's trying to, like, not blow their cover as the Yellow Wolf and this other character are looking for him. And, I like, when I watch them, I'm like, ooh, that's just... If you've ever been puked on or spit up on, like, you've probably been spit up on a few times. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been puked on quite a few times in many portions of my life, and it's not it's not fun. It's a weird, icky feeling. But Tyler taught his man's up because he just does not want to get his keister kicked. And uh, he doesn't look like a clean person at all. His shirt's dirty. He looks like he hasn't showered in a while. He's wearing the oldest hat in the world. And I've been there before, man. <laughs> but the point on the flashbacks, he looks pretty put together in the flashbacks. Yeah. Just completely ripped apart. He's like clean shaven, looks like he showered at least a few times that week. Looks like a college kid. Yeah, probably was a college kid. That And also, that's one thing that kind of got me about this movie. It was like, a, like, they didn't go in, like, a lot into the character, but at least they went enough so we understand the basic outlook of these people. I would have appreciated more if they had gone more into it, but I guess for this movie that wasn't needed, which I respect. It just, I wish it would have done that. And so, they're on their journey. Tyler gets, uh, oh no, because Tyler got in a, uh, got in a car. Oh no, they go, they, they keep walking, and then, uh, Tyler's like, 
this is it. And Zach just kind of like runs up to these kids and says, hey, can I like, hang out with you guys? And Tyler gets on a, a truck. And the truck driver essentially is like, yeah, the, uh, this guy caused a lot of damage to the docks. And there's a lot of people looking for him. So he just dips out, finds Zach. And this one kid. Uh, well, yeah, they said they set up a highway search patrol. And that part of the country, there's like only one road through. Yeah. And so he's like, oh shit, I'm going to get caught. And so he's like, I left something, I need to get back. Because he's basically going into his uh, arrest for arson. Yeah, so while this is happening, we, Zach, we, as of then, cannot swim. And so this young boy, he uses the R word. He uses a slur against people that are mentally challenged. And that that pisses off Tyler. Like he is not cool with that. And I thought it was cool. He um uh, the kid pushes Zach. Did Zach just jump in or did the kid push him in? Uh, kind of like no, co-horsed him. The in kid it. like gave him a little shove towards the edge. It looked more like Zach jumped, but Zach doesn't know any better. Yeah, and the kid definitely pushed him to the edge. So Tyler reacts in another rational way. Punches a small child, jumps into the water, saves Zach, and they uh they scurry off. Because uh, that's where you see Tyler has a heart. Like, deep down, despite Tyler, probably has some deep-rooted anger issues. Even though and... he doesn't handle it well <laughs> at all, he yeah. has a heart. He does have a heart, which I respect. He just reacts rationally, <laughs> which is, you know, I respect that. And so they're, they start their journey together. And so they're, they're walking, and Tyler is leading the way and Zach is just kind of asking questions. Zach is just like, what about this? What about that? My, my feet hurt. And Tyler, 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 yeah, Tyler, basically. And Tyler turns around and says, you ever kick a hornet's nest? He's like, yes, last night. He's like, yeah, we can't go on the highway. And he, it, it teaches a lot of life lessons throughout like that whole entire, this whole entire movie itself. And as they're walking, they go up to the gas station, and Zach hides in the bushes as Tyler tells him to. And Tyler goes in there, and you realize Tyler literally has like no money. He's literally starting to take off like as he many took things. Off his whole order except the dollar menu. Yeah, the two items: the peanut order. butter and some hooks. Which I thought it is was... so true, though. He's like buys a sandwich at a gas station, like it's four dollars. Like when he says four dollars, like Tyler just looks shocked. That's how I feel like when I buy like. A sandwich from the gas station. I'm just like, you're charging how much for this? Yo, man, gas station food, if it's not like Quick Trip or Casey's or Come and Go, it's a highway robbery, bro. It's true. It is highway robbery. I will. I always try to go to chain gas stations because they have the best quality hot dogs ever. You're I spent a lot of time. why conglomerates are becoming such a problem, Rudy. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Amazon everything. I shop at Ikea. But it's so... The the as he's as he's like trying to make a deal with the owner, he's like, You got any of like those two dollar shooters? He's like, No, but I got something better. <laughs> he pulls out moonshine and just says, lets the guy have him he's like, You can have it. It's my special. Uh, and he's like, You make it? <laughs> and the guy's like, Yeah, I did. But the funny part, when he's ne- negotiating his food then, like they start to barter for prices. Yeah. And like it looks like a pretty I don't know if this is an offensive word, but podunk town. Duh. And they're negotiating. Like, the store does not look legit at all. The guy's just writing down everything. <sighs> doesn't even have a cash register. 
And he's just, like, nervous the entire time. He's like, can you take the shotgun off your back while yeah. negotiating, please? This scene reminded me of, like, a lot happier version of No Country for Old Men when <laughs> Anton talks to the, <laughs> the gas station attendant and doesn't shoot him. It's similar to that, just not as violent. Dude, that's still, like, the most savage thing in the world, though. The, the antagonist walking around with the air pressure machine yeah. just, like, drilling holes into people's brains. It's wild, so... Eleanor walks in, and Eleanor, like, steals the room, and the gas station owner's like, you are the most beautiful woman I've seen in a while. And she's like, and Tyler just starts laying down game and asking questions, and she pulls out a picture of Zach, and she's like, have you seen this person? And Tyler's like, oh, maybe, I don't know. He does say something that makes him sound, like, makes you know that he must, like, there had to have been a breaking point in his life, because he was just like, oh, did you go to GW, or... GT or something like different colleges. Yeah, and she was like, "How do you know about that? You do. You're look. You're a crab fisherman. Yeah. Why do you know this lingo? Because at one point we went to college. It's just like how like I like with my job, people are really surprised that I know a lot about books. <laughs> Why this, this guy doesn't read. Yeah, they're like this. <laughs> It's like, this guy does not read. It's like, yes, I do. I I can talk a lot about Noam Chomsky, but and so. And I'm pretty sure you've been there before, too. Like, you're a teacher, and people have probably, like, talked down on you and like, in your career path, I presume. Eh. Maybe. Huh. I don't... Am I reaching? My most difficult critic is my mother. Oh, yeah, that's true. She's... A, <laughs> that's different. That's a... She just wants what's best for me. She actually cares about it. I'm talking about, like, people that aren't directly close with you or related to you. But, so, uh, we digress. So... At one point, you learn that Tyler has has a past, probably was in college, and so we move on from there. They uh, does he go? He gives them oh before the, I remember this scene like you hear, uh, he's like Zach, do you have anything? He's like I don't even have pockets. He's like well here's some pants with pockets in them. <laughs> he gives him shirt. He gives him a shirt. He gives him boot. He gives him his uh, uh his wafer boots or whatever for just to walk around in because he was talking about being barefoot and. They start scurrying off, and they have to cross a, 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 a like a river, which um like Zach, this. We know Zach does not swim. Yet we don't yet. yet. But when it comes to this, Spoiler. the the like rivers that look slow are still extremely powerful. Like I learned that lesson the hard way when at one point I went to a school and I tried like that specialized in a certain degree where. We were required to learn swift water rescue. I had to be rescued several times because uh, I very underestimated how powerful rivers are. You were the best practice dummy. <laughs> I was the best practice dummy for these people. I turned into live rescues several times. <laughs> believe it or not, bro. What's your favorite? What's your most? What's your best stroke? Doggy paddle. <laughs> and so essentially, you see him. You see Tyler rig up this thing. For Zach to float on, and I just was, I really realized, like, man, is Tyler actually legitimately cares about Zach. Like, if he didn't give a damn about Zach, he would have turned him he into... He wouldn't have crossed the river. <laughs> <laughs> he just would have kept walking. So, he crosses the river, and you see a shrimping boat. But now, we should have added, um, Zach and Tyler are kind of even more allies, at least. Tyler respect Zach more. He's like, yo, you escaped? We both fugitives? Yeah. He's like, we both have something to, like, 
where I'm from, like, we're in this together, and yeah. that's what, this is a very happy version of Escape Denimora. It's, it's like a happy version of Escape from Denimora, or, um, if for any of you that are John Steinbeck fans of Mice and Men, which is essentially about, it's, it's literally Tyler and Zach, but Zach is six feet, <coughs> Zach is six feet tall, and, uh, the, the other uh, the other character is like a short criminal essentially, and that's what they're doing is they're on a journey together to pretty much start a farm and live together. And uh, George and Lenny. So if you've ever seen George, is pretty much a, what what uh, Tyler is just kind of a dick, and Lenny is Zach, and this ends a lot happier than A Mice and Men, like a lot happier. If you've seen, if you read of Mice and Men, it's a pretty good book. I, I, I suggest everyone read it at one point in their lives. So, they're on this journey uh, when they get past the river and they decide to have a campfire and just lay by the campfire. And um, is this? Does he ask, "Are you a good person? Uh, are yeah, you a good well, guy or a bad guy?" When they're walking or at the campfire? Um, at the campfire. But I loved it how. After Tyler swims them across, the shrimp boat's coming at him, the, at the line, and that's like their first moment of, oh shit, this, we might die, or like, Zach might die, this is not good. So like, again, they have the device, Tyler's basically swimming on a massive line, and Zach's on the end, floating, and... Um, a big shrimp boat's coming out to the sea where they're crossing, and basically Tyler's like, oh shoot, I have to hurry up and swim against the current. He gets there, he starts yanking the rope, and he zagged narrowly, nearly misses, or nearly hit the shrimp boat. And Tyler's dead, like, tired at shore, and Zach pulls him up, see that strength we heard about all movie, and he's now pacing Tyler, which is kind of funny to see, like, that role flip. Because they're saying one of the biggest rules that he, Tyler had for Zach, don't slow me down. The, and what he said something. He's like, am I going to die? He's like, of course you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but he said something afterwards that I just thought was so cool. He's like, of course you're going to die. Just have fun till you get there. Or something like that. You have a story to tell. No, have a story to tell. Of course, you're going to die someday. Just have a story to tell. Which is honestly not a bad philosophy to live by. Because all the greatest people that you can think of, when they died, they had a story to tell. And I'm going to use that with the soccer team I coach. I'm not, I'm not going to teach them anything about soccer. I'm going to teach them about life. Yeah. They're going to think I was Rudy a... Rudy and I both coach. <laughs> Rudy coaches soccer coach basketball and Rudy definitely goes harder into the life lessons than I like the kids don't pay attention that much to life lessons but I teach them whether they like it or not <laughs> so it goes on from there and they talk about uh, and then they, after that it goes on to am, am I a bad person he's like no you're not and he's like then why did my family leave me and he's like I, and Tyler just goes in his speech he's like because you know, he says people call him retarded um, part of my language uh, that's the R word I'm going to refer to as the R word from now People call him the R word, and um, and Tyler goes in this long speech. He's like, "People treat you like you can't do anything, but you can, because they just haven't let you." Which is a great life lesson for like anyone in general. 
that you can do whatever you can within reason. Like, there's definitely yeah, things... he says, well, like, like, you can't do everything. Like, I can't do everything. Yeah. But, like, if you want to do something, do it. If you want to do something or do something, like, do something, like, in that area, you're going to put your mind to it. And that's essentially what Tyler is for Zach. Tyler is telling Zach, you can do this. We're I'm getting you, I'm getting you Aiden or Maiden, Florida, and we're going to go to that wrestling school. And so they continue on. And uh, they end up at a uh, like a junkyard, and they're like, "Oh, perfect! We can use this to sail off." And uh... well, before we get into that though, that's when when they're sleeping by the boat on the beach on the sand. Yeah, right. That's when Tyler has his flashback of what actually happens to his brother, and they're hanging out at the bar, just having a good time, and. His brother's sleeping in the passenger seat as Tyler's driving the car home and he falls asleep and the scene just goes black. So we assume Tyler fell asleep, possibly drunk. They didn't really show how inebriated he was, but he fell asleep behind the wheel and killed his brother. Which is, uh, it's a damn shame because he was, he loved his brother, you know? Yeah, and it shows the hat his brother was wearing is the hat he was wearing in the movie, like I duct tape it. I didn't catch on to that. Yeah. Wow. So that was his brother's hat. That's any like the material was coming apart on one of the tie ups. He had like the um, the clip part duct taped. So which Damn. shows like that's where his life stopped. Basically, he's been basically an empty vessel since that moment. Probably when he stopped showering. Yeah, and I think when he wakes up, he kind of realizes he has a chance to kind of be like his brother was to him with Zach. Yeah, like he finds his story finally starts to move forward. He's been paused in life since this incident, and now it's finally moving forward. He's found like redemption almost. Like he's found this is his former redemption. Yeah, and so Eleanor runs into them, and Eleanor's like, "We're going," and and Tyler Tyler's like, "No, we are gonna go." To this wrestling school, <clears throat> and so Eleanor is like, "Look, we're gonna talk in private." And Tyler's like, "Look how much progress he's made. We're not, we're going there." And Zach um, uh, takes initiative and throws the key to the, the ocean. <laughs> throws the key to the bus in the ocean that Eleanor is driving. And so, yeah. So she kind of has no choice to oh, go with them. We have to bring up the baptism part because beforehand, they because they had that's when they had the wrath. So, we got sidetracked. So, they end up on this, like, this junkyard, and they meet this blind guy who pretty much brings up, you guys are too... Uh, here's the quote exactly. There are sheep in this world, and there are wolves in this world. And no, you two boys are two weary lo- travelers who have lost your way. So, I'm going to clean you up right with this baptism. And this Tyler brings up, I'm more of a baptism by fire type of guy. And while he's about to baptize Zach, and the, the pastor... Blind, he goes by Blind Jasper John. Pretty much says, I don't do that kind of baptism. Because Tyler's been used to just hellfire ever since his death of his brother. Or maybe... Earlier than that, the the hornet's nest even referenced, like, he has a history of stirring things up. (laughs) Like, he took a big baseball swing, or, like, took a baseball bat and swung it at a hornet's nest. Yeah. So that's what Tyler's been used to his entire life, and... For one moment, he can just be still in that moment with watching um, Zach be baptized, which, I don't know, Matt watched me. I, I got baptized in a river, too, remember? 
Mm-hmm. Or like a, uh, I was baptized in a, in a pond, actually. That's what I said. It was definitely not a river. It was not a river. It was dirty, but still. Just a correlation. I was had this moment of your life. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I got washed away, only to sin more. So, that whole, that, that whole sequence occurred, and they build a boat. I don't know how long it took him to build that boat because they built a decently sized boat very fast. They built basically a dock, a floating dock that could hold a sail in the middle, and they had a fire pit on it, which I thought was. Hey, why not have it's, a fire pit on your boat? It's very uh, reminded me of uh, Castaway. Just a well, much more better built boat, and the they blind had guy professional sh- tools, and the blind guy shot at him. Yeah, and they're held at gunpoint by a blind guy. And I left it out before we knew it was blind, though. Shia just throws his shotgun and puts his hands up. Yeah. And then he, like, tells him he's blind. He's like, why did I throw my gun? Yeah. And so Eleanor, and the, Eleanor, Tyler, and Zach are on the boat. And uh, she's very precautious of, Tyler, of Zach. And Tyler's like, he's fine. Like, look at him. He's completely fine. Like you've you, he's you've spent your whole entire existence just coddling him, but look at him. He's do, he's literally survived on his own. He well, catches a fish with his bare hands. Yeah, and well, he tells so they're sitting on the boat and they're having this argument, and Tyler tells Zach to put his head under water, and so they could basically have a like a conversation about Zach without a mirroring. He's like, stick your head under water. See how long you can keep it under for. And Eleanor is like, he can't do that. And he's like, yes, he can. And so Zach does it. And then he has that conversation. Like, you can't tell him you can't do something or do everything for him. Like, or else you're basically telling him he's the R word retarded. And, like, she's like, I do not call him that. He's like, you basically do by the way you treat him. And I thought that was really eye-opening for her to hear that. And then... Uh, he comes up, he's like, what's my time? And all he says is, Tyler says, it's always a long time. And Eleanor needs to get her word in, so it was super funny to hear her tell him to put his head underwater. <laughs> Basically, uh, agreeing with Tyler. Yeah, because, like, they're like, we've been shot at? We've been, uh, I've been beat <laughs> up? Uh, for the, he just goes on, like, the long list of things they've done together, which, indeed, they did get shot at. It's like, um... It's like, like whenever I tell my mom, a bunch of the, like, like you have the two-year rule with your mom, I've kind of taken that, like, <laughs> the dumb stuff I did in high school that could have caused me bodily harm, like. So my family has a statute of limitations on things we've done, if it's, it's so funny, because my mom had no part in this, we just said it was the rule, and she's gone with it, but once uh, two years is up, if we tell my mom something we did, we cannot get in trouble for it. Like, my two-year rule is things I've done pat- before I joined the Army, and so, which is a long list of things. It's changed me, Ma. Yeah. A long list of things I've done, and it's just kind of like, watching her reactions, like, what, like, I've seen my mom react to this dumb stuff I've done. So, that was, like, a really funny moment, and they, uh, they meet at a dock, there's, like, a random dock or whatever, and you see Eleanor start to let loose, she jumps in the water, with uh, Tyler and Zach, and Zach swims on his own. You see that Zach has learned a lot from uh, Tyler, because there was a montage of Tyler teaching Zach how to do stuff like swim, box, dance. Um, he gets they like they got drunk together, and he covered himself in peanut butter and called himself the moniker Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. 
And so, this is where we meet the uh, antagonists, Yellow Wolf and the other guy. So, they fall asleep inside the shack, and they find that their raft's on fire. And so they run out there. Tyler runs out there and gets Yellow Wolf pulls a gun on him and says, get on the ground, and says, which hand is it going to be? Which, I'm like, are they going to shoot his hand? Are they going to break his hand? Are they going to kill him? I think they're just going to shoot his hand. Yeah. Which I was like, man, that's some... That's some down south justice right there. It's justice. I it's fair justice. That would have flown like before nineteen thirty. That probably would have been. Bro, that would have flown last week. Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> depending on some parts of the country, someone invaded our home and burned our shit, or started burning our shit. We could shoot them in the hand and probably not face any legal repercussions. Yeah. And so, Zach comes out with a gun. He comes out with the shotgun and aims at him. And these guys get spooked. Like, yeah, and he lets them know it's a buckshot so he can take them both out. Oh, yeah, because uh, Yellow Wolf's like, can you aim with that? It's buckshot! I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. Eleanor's just horrified that, like, this kind of stuff is going on. Like, around. But she's got to be like, wow, Zach can fend for himself. Like, he's fending for Tyler. Yeah, because earlier they're like, oh, you, you let a person like that, like, who can't fend for himself... When she, they're talking to the owner of, like, this facility or whatever. And so they're just, like, moving on forward with the plot. And so as this is occurring, they those people will drive off. And Tyler, Zach, and Eleanor. <coughs> oh, yeah. So so we're going to, if if you guys want to be in an episode, just let me know. And uh, we'll figure things out. Um, Roddy Reviews uh, out. So they're at the diner. And she gets a phone call. Eleanor gets a phone call. Let's her boss know that they found Zach. And he was all alone. She lies. Takes Tyler out of the story. And he lets her know that he... Or Zach's going to be sent to, like, the drug addict. Like, kind of mental health place. Because he's a flight risk to be held. Which would really be an unfortunate living condition for Zach. And she's horrified by it and doesn't want it to happen. And so she asks the waitress if uh, she could find the guy that runs the wrestling school where Zach's going, a saltwater redneck, as he's known, so she can fulfill at least Zach's dreams before she, what she probably thought she was going to do at the time, take him back and send him to that facility. Yeah, and so she like gets a like an address, and this is, is confused, because she's like, is this the right address? And Tyler's like, let me see that. He's like, yeah, it's the right address. And he goes up and knocks on the, knocks on the door. And Clint, or the saltwater redneck, opens up. And he's like, hey. And fi- like explains to Tyler, like, oh, I closed down that wrestling school like 10 years ago. And he pretty much explains, like, that kid over there, like, looks up to you so much. And, like, he's, like, your biggest fan. And... You can tell he's distraught. Like, he's so upset that the school's not open anymore. Yeah, and so, Zach, he, he brings up Zach, Zach, Zach shakes his hand, and you can see Clint, Clint has a heart, too. That's what I respect about the saltwater redneck, is, like, he actually is generally a nice guy. He just wants to, he, 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 he you can tell, like, he got to show someone what he loved to do, and that was perform wrestling or just be an actor because wrestling is mostly fake yeah, he just loved it because like he felt like he accomplished what he thought he was accomplishing and he probably felt like a failure because he had flamed out of the business yeah but 10 years later after he flamed out there's a kid out there looking for him and 
searching to learn his ways. Yeah, so they're walking off and they're kind of bummed because they're trying to figure out a way like, like it's over, Zach. It's not going to happen. And Which I didn't want to. I was like, dang, this is going to suck. Now it's just going to be like a sad journey of like redemption arc from that. But then he's here, 80s rock music going and um, a car driving by. First and, I thought it was the antagonist. Yeah, I was like, they're about to get jumped and something bad's about to happen and Zach's going to have to prove himself or whatever. But no, it's uh, Saltwater Redneck and Zach's like... Full costume. Yeah, full costume. He's like, get in. And he says something that was very heartwarming. He's like, can I bring my family? Yeah. And Tyler probably hasn't heard that in a long time. And probably neither has Eleanor because Eleanor was married at one point yeah, and her husband she's died. she's a widow. Yeah, she's a widow because she has... Because Tyler and her have a conversation before they go there on a dock. And they realize that she was married before and her husband died. But we don't really know how he died or anything like that. We just know she's a widower. And so she probably hasn't had a nuclear family like that in a long while. And it kind of goes back to the very beginning of the movie when Zach invites um, Carl, Bruce Stern's character, you're invited to my birthday party because we're family. And Carl looks at him and he says, friends of the family you choose to hang out with. Have fun, bud. And just throws him out the window. And... That is like I thought that was a very heartfelt thing. It's because like he generally looks at these two as his family because they're the only people that have really cared about him that treat him like a person. Especially with Tyler. Tyler started treating him like a person right away. Like being a complete dick to him at first and then starting to open up to him. You treated him like you treated everyone else. Yeah. And so they hop in the vehicle. Well, he, but he states that uh, in the very beginning of the movie when Zach tells Tyler that he has Down Syndrome. Yeah. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to treat you just like I treat anyone. Which is honestly quite... I like that. You yeah. Know? Don't treat him any different, you know? Exactly. I mean... And so they move on from there and they just go on the... He goes on to learn wrestling moves. And Eleanor is just ha- like, what was El- like, what were they doing when they were training for the wrestling thing? Were they just they were just watching? They were just watching, and it just shows Eleanor watching, and then she turns and she's watching Tyler watch, and you can tell she's touched because Tyler's legit happy, completely focused on Zach, and like he's only there because he's built this special bond with Zach. Yeah. And you just see how that touches Eleanor. Like, wow, this guy actually has like Tyler a probably heart. Ha- Tyler probably hasn't had this much fun in a long time since his brother was alive. Yeah, let's be honest. This Tyler's probably having the time of his life at this point. And so um, they meet up with a guy named Sam, played by Jake Roberts, who is also a wrestler, and the referee. Oh yeah, cause Samson. Samson, and Ty is. They pretty much say, let's have a wrestling tournament. Well, yeah, so um, Saltwater Redneck basically jokes with Zach, asking him if he wants to get in the ring. And Zach's like, yeah, let's do it. And Saltwater Redneck's like, we got a match tomorrow. And I have a card I can switch you. And you can play <clears throat> Samson. You can tell Samson's not digging this idea at all. And, but Zach agrees. Eleanor's horrified. And Tyler's like, no, you gotta let him do this. And then they go to the tournament and realize a dude's being hit with a chair and loses it too. With him, now everyone is horrified. Like, like Tyler's like, ah, you still got this because he doesn't have to go in there. Eleanor's is like horrified. Like, well, at first they're like, because Saltwater Nick's like, oh yeah, they'll take it easy, and that's like what Saltwater Nick would have done, and he just assumes Samson would have done it too. Yeah, 
And turns out Samson's a complete dick. <laughs> and just goes for him, though. Like, no, no mercy actually hitting him. Yeah. But Tyler is ringside. He, uh, before the fight, he hung up. He hung, or not hung up. He handcuffed Eleanor to the wheel of the tr- saltwater rednecks Trans Am so she couldn't stop the match. Yeah. And Tyler goes so he can be ringside for the event. And the whole time he's like, are you okay? Thumbs up, thumbs up. Okay, we're good. Like, let him keep fighting. And uh, the most comedic moment of the movie then it happens. When they're training, uh, Zach asks Saltwater Redneck to train him to move the atomic throw. And Saltwater Redneck breaks it to him. Oh, that was like a lie. Like, I just had my arms up. Like, blocked off on the camera, and then we cut it to, like, a guy being thrown. Oh, yeah, because, like, <laughs> Really he... far. He's like, that was just, like, a production thing. Like, we didn't do that. Doesn't Zach used that. to watch these on VHS. Like, yeah. so, who knows how old these VHS, VHS tapes actually were. Because I just realized... ten years old, because that's when he was still relevant. Yeah, because I remember watching stuff in VHS, like... Oh, yeah. And I was like, damn... Because I, I thought about, like, man, these are probably really, really old. Like... <laughs> yeah. And so before the match, remember the one of the guys from the dock sees Tyler and calls in to these other cronies like, "Oh, Tyler's over here at the in Aiden at the wrestling match." Yeah. And so that's building up, and so yeah, so we see that the antagonists are coming along. Yellow Wolf's coming in hot. Uh, the other guy, I don't even know the other guy's name. It's coming in hot, and I'm thinking at this point. Because they were saying, Tyler was saying, Tyler was saying that, Zach, you're a hero. And I was, I even told Broody during the movie, I was like, oh, he's the hero. He has to atomic throw him, like, into them and save the day. And so you see Zach pick up Samson, a massive man. And it's just funny, the whole scene where he's carrying him over his head. And then you just see him. You, you just see him get thrown, like, 15 feet. And, oh, like, my God. The most dude. obvious cable. No, that was so funny, bro. But it was so well, funny. Because you're like, he's a hero. <laughs> and I was like, wait, he's missing. I was like, he's not hitting <laughs> he anybody. He misses the guys. And Tyler takes a tire iron over the head. Yeah. And this is, I was like, damn. And then it, it uh, switches to where they're in the hospital. Eleanor's crying. Zach um, just, just sitting there. Eleanor's crying. I thought I thought Tyler was dead, and you see Zach is uh, celebrating his birthday all by himself, with like a little like half-assed birthday like. And Zach cupcake with earlier in the birth or earlier in the movie had told Tyler he's just, and you can tell like he's real. Zach's really into his birthday. Yeah. Like anything, anytime he's trying to make a friend, he's like, "You're invited to my birthday party." Yeah. Or like any chance he can get, he's talking about his birthday, and. He says, I want you, it's like, you can have all my birthday wishes. Like, all my birthday wishes are for you. Yeah. And he tells Tyler that. And, like, Tyler gets emotional Mm -hmm. when Zach tells him that. And then you see him have, making his wishes. And you're just, I don't know, I kind of wish, like, the movie would have ended there. Yeah. And, but anyways, it ends. When it comes to his birthday, remember he said, you're not invited to my birthday before he literally, like, picks up and throws Sam. But so it goes to the next scene where you just see Eleanor and Zach in a car together, and I was like, "Oh, they driving back?" 
Like, he must have died. Yeah, and then he's like, we're in, he's like, look, we're in Florida. And he taps on the back seat. And Tyler's in the back seat, and they made it to Florida because Tyler was going to go to uh, Jupiter, Florida, and go into commercial fishing at the largest estuary, or however you say it, in America. And I was like, damn, that's wholesome as, that's wholesome as hell. Yeah, so... That was my biggest beef with the movie. I think the ending could have been a little more emotional. Yeah. I I would have liked it. Like, the birthday candles are there. We don't know what's going on. It's kind of make it what you want to. I guess it's good to know that, like, these two are literally taking Zach. And they probably won't let him go to that one place. Yeah. And Tyler is now in a relationship with... Dakota Johnson or Illinois? Yeah. So it swung really well for Tyler. So, uh, yeah, I guess it worked uh, in his favor, I guess. Because well, they kiss before he gets hit with a tire iron. So, I guess that's that's that. It was a good, it was a good, it was a good heartfelt movie, you know? I definitely enjoyed it. I've been definitely waiting for this movie to come out for a long while. It's definitely one of the movies from that YouTube video I watched about this, uh, South by Southwest, and um, Matt, what would you rate this? Hmm, it's tough for me. So I do like it. I feel like this is like the only romantic comedy you could get Shia LaBeouf to agree to. Let's be real, Shia LaBeouf's such a, his latest roles are interesting. He's set to play his father soon, and. So I love the uniqueness of a generic t- genre of movie. It was definitely unique. I would have to give it... Oh, man. 7.5. 7. 7.5. I'm giving this, like, a uh, like a 7 out of 10 spanks. Just because, like, I just felt like it was too happy. Can I go 7.25? You, you, I really don't give a damn. You can do whatever you want, dude. Um... It's just like I just wish I would have learned more about Eleanor's character, about like like how like how she came into liking him so much, liking um Zach's character a little bit more about Zach, just like a little bit more fleshed out. But it was really good. The movie did well, just not well enough for me. This is definitely a better love story than um, his character in *Nymphomaniac*. But not as big, big as a love story as his character in Lawless, who I saw I saw that with Matt many moons ago. Long. Like lo- like when it was still in theaters. I remember that. Remember Ben almost got into a fight in the parking lot with the people behind us? Do you remember was, that? Never a dull moment with your brother. Again, this movie, I'm not, I'm not going to say his name, but I guess... People could guess who I'm talking about. Reminded me a lot of a certain person. Of a certain person, um, I believe to be a great person that's just not rational sometimes when he's upset. Yeah, like my mom knows this person as well and says she loves this person a lot and probably would agree with the same thing. Like we all care about that one individual, and it just—I feel like with Shia LaBeouf, a lot of the movies he's been in. Has like they it has like a decent lesson to it. Like you saw that in Lawless, you saw that in Fury, you saw that in this movie, Peanut Butter Falcon. And it is like it's a very heartfelt movie. Better than Transformers ever was. What's Fury's lesson? 
was an awesome movie. It's a family movie. It's a set, like, they're brothers. Yeah. They're yeah, brothers yeah. till the end. And I think that was the tagline, and I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia page. Um, kids, remember, don't use Wikipedia for a... Uh, School project. Oh, Warren. Don't cite it. Warren's quietly. That's... Besides the point, like, you see in Fury, like, those are his brothers. You see in Holes, those are his family. Yeah. And you see that on Lawless, like, that is actually his family. And in this movie, he found his family. So, like, I feel like Shia LaBeouf is just constantly looking for his family, you know? Yeah, is he yearning for something? And this is Dakota Johnson's best role for me since... Dude, I don't know, man. Fifty Shades of Grey was just, just a horrible movie series, man. I can't... I can't find anything redeemable. She's on, she's on the up right now. Like, she's getting... Praise old. the Lord, man. Good for her, man. I'm happy for her. It's, does she want to give her rating or... She passed out. Christina watched the movie with us. Christina, do you have a rating for the movie? Uh, it's like a 7.5. Well, no one can hear you. What? 7.5. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, so uh, that's going to wrap this up. Um, if you have any suggestions, uh, then I know for sure we have a few good ones coming up. We have It coming up. The it too. Um, well, yeah, Matt, I forgot to tell you, our uh, a, a high school friend of mine named Frank wants to record an episode about the Predator series, Ooh. which is a good one since I know you grew up watching that, yeah. as well as I. I haven't like, watched them in probably like, ten, I need to do a refresh. You could probably just watch some clips on YouTube and get yeah. a quick refresh. Is it the old Predator series? Yeah, the old or Predator the series. current one? Well, okay. it's, it's going to be an overview. We're probably going to, like, we're talking about the old ones. Um... Knives Out is another one coming out. Uh, I know me and uh, Arizona Jacob will be talking about uh, a few more Marvel series coming up since me and him are about to split a Disney Plus account. So be on the watch for that. I'm going to talk about Studio Jubilee pretty soon with someone. So if you if you want to be on an episode, just figure out a way to get in contact with us. 